What's up there, youth workers? Paul Turney here from the DiscipleProject.net. Hope you're having a great day today. Hope you're just chilling and relaxing and enjoying your life. But I imagine right about this time, you may be getting ready for a harvest festival <laughs> at your church. And I've done a number of those. And let me tell you what, they're a lot of work. But boy, I tell you, I, I, I've always enjoyed that because the community comes out. You get to see people maybe that you haven't seen in a long time. Maybe they used to come to your church, but they'll show up to the Harvest Festival or some teenagers will show up. And, and, I, uh, and I hope it's another opportunity for you to connect with them. And maybe they'll, uh, they'll start coming back to youth or uh, some adults will start coming back to church. It's always a great opportunity to invite the community in and let them be a part of something that you're doing because it reminds them, if they haven't been there in a while, of the fun that they had and the relationships they had. And, and if you're, they're new people that are coming in, well, then they get to see that, you know, that, listen, you, you like having a good time or you, you have this trunk or treat thing because you want to reach the community and it reveals the heart of the church. And so I hope that whatever you're working on for this season, I hope it goes well. I hope you're, I hope you're having a good time with it. I hope your uh, efforts will produce much fruit. But that is not what we're going to talk about today. We're not going to talk about, talk about harvest festivals. We're not going to talk about trunk or treat. We're not going to talk about. We're not going to talk about candy. Well, maybe we could talk about candy for just a second. Uh, I'll tell you what. If I have my favorite candy that I can get, if I if I went trick or treating, I think Snickers was probably my favorite candy to get. If there was, if somebody was handing out full sized Snicker bars, that was a huge win for me. That was like, oh my gosh, look at this. These people are rich. These people are, who are these people? They must be millionaires for handing out these, uh, these full-size candy bars. But anyway, those are, that's just a quick note there on candy. And yes, I'm in favor of candy corn. My wife is going to the store today to buy some to create this harvest mix. If you've never done that before, a harvest mix, you can probably Google it. But it's a combination of cereal and candy corn and uh, all kinds of other little goodies in there uh, that uh, it's just quite yummy. So I would encourage you to, uh, to get yourself some of these items and make yourself or your youth group a whole bowl full of this, uh, this harvest mix because it's quite delicious. If you're brand new to the show today, thank you for being here. Thanks for being a part today. And uh, if you enjoy what you hear, well, why not go ahead and click that subscribe button right now and just say, hey, I want this in my email uh, or in my podcast feed all the time. I want to be a part of this thing. And if you're waiting to the end of the podcast, well, then I understand that. I understand that. I hope that you'll still do that. And if you're a regular, as always, I appreciate your time and attention being here uh, faithfully. I know there's a lot of you that are. And I would ask one thing of you. If, uh, if you are a regular listener, would you take a little bit of time and just leave a review uh, over there on Apple iTunes or wherever may, you may be listening to this podcast. Just leave a review and say, hey, great, great show. Five stars. I'd love to be able to read the review right here on the air and uh, and give you a shout out. And uh, once again, you uh, doing that would let other youth workers know they're looking for a podcast like this to help them grow, uh, to help them stay motivated in their youth ministry, move forward. Uh, well, then please go ahead and do that. That would be great. That's going to help them out. All right, real quick, it's time for the Motion Metrics. The Motion Metrics is where I share the top uh, listeners and cities and countries that are listening to this podcast. Uh, the top listener is uh, Jessica2000. Jessica2000. 
Thank you for uh, listening today. Uh, the cities uh, that are listening, Charlotte, Bettendorf, Raleigh, and Tacoma. Thank you guys so much for listening. And then the top countries are the USA, the UK, Australia, Germany, Singapore. I appreciate you guys that are uh, outside the country that are listening. Appreciate you guys doing good youth work wherever you are. And so uh, thanks for tuning in and being a part today. Today is the fourth uh, episode in a series uh, that I call The Process. It's based on a new uh, message series that I've written for uh, students uh, to talk about the process of discipleship, which is uh, based around the theme of the blacksmith. And we've already talked about the fire, the hammer, the water. And today we want to talk about the anvil, and that is the anvil of patience. Before I jump into that today, just a reminder that if you would like a free lesson, if you would like a lesson on trouble and trials, which is the fire of the process. It is the process of discipleship that we we don't really like. I don't know if we like any part of discipleship. I think we like the learning part. We just don't like the, the what we learn from that. We don't like the experience of the learning, maybe. We like book learning. We like classroom learning. We like small group learning. We don't like the life learning, though. Uh, so that's why trials and uh, troubles are part of our process. And we would not invite those things. Those things just happen. And how we embrace that goes a long way into our growth as a believer. And that's what I try to put in the series, and especially in this lesson, is to help students understand that, that trials and troubles are not bad for you. You don't like them, but they're not bad for you because they're helping you. They are shaping you. They are forming you spiritually. And God is using those things to define your character and to bring out these Christ-like qualities in you. And as much as you hate it and as much as you don't like it, well, it's there to help you. And that's what this lesson does. It shows them the upside. If, if anything, it shows them the upside of these trials and why they are necessary to their spiritual growth. And if you are interested in this lesson, even if you don't teach the series, even if you don't teach the whole four, four weeks of it, you could take just this lesson and talk about the value of trouble and trials and tribulation and teach that to your students. And it would make a great lesson all by itself. It comes with slides. It comes with game ideas. It comes with uh, graphics for TikTok or for your IG reels, whatever you need there. It comes with everything you need to have a great evening, a great meeting. So if you'd like to grab the free lesson, I'm going to put a link down in the show notes there. All you got to do is sign up for my newsletter and you will get the free lesson right in your email. All right. So let's go ahead and talk about the anvil. The anvil. Oh my goodness. The anvil. The anvil is like the gym of life. <laughs> it's like, you know, you should go and you have to show up if you want to see anything happen. If you want to see any kind of physical transformation, you have to show up and do the work. Now, the anvil of youth work is about patience. And sometimes you have to have patience with your own body. If you go to the gym and you're not seeing the results you want to see, you have to have patience uh, at the gym because your body's just not going to overnight become what you want it to become. And the same thing is true spiritually. Uh, you have to show up to the anvil and be patient with it. You have to be patient showing up. And first of all, it, you know, we see youth work as inviting students onto the anvil to be shaped and formed by the blacksmith, the Lord Jesus. But we, you know, the question is, are we getting up on the anvil? Are we showing up in that patient mode? Are we showing up every day? Are we showing up to climb up on that thing and say, Lord, shape me, form me? 
And that's what students need to see. Students need to see their youth pastors on the anvil uh, showing up every day uh, for their own lives and for their lives as well, and just being patient. And like blacksmithing, there is nothing quick about discipleship. My friend Don, who has a degree in history and a fondness for swords, tells me that in medieval times, to make a stock, nothing fancy sword, it took around a week. But you see, God is not trying to make a basic sword of you. He is crafting his son within your hearts. Your task of making disciples is not easy when the hearts you have to work with keep jumping off the anvil. So patience is a prerequisite to youth work in general and youth discipleship specifically. Before you put on your smock and fire up the kiln to work on programs to disciple others, you must keep your own journey in mind. God is taking a lifetime to craft you. No shortcuts. The fire does not stop. The hammering never ends, and water does not run dry. What is left is for you to daily submit to the anvil with patience. Patience that you will become the youth pastor you want to become, but even greater is the believer you want to become. Impatience or a rush for quick spiritual results is as dangerous to authentic faith as hypocrisy or heresy. You have to be patient with the process of making disciples, and you must be patient with yourself as God's disciple. You are in process always. As God works on you, you work on others and become more Christ-like in the process. But you have to show up, climb up on the anvil every day and say, Lord, I am here, shape me. It took Jesus 30 years before he showed up and did his first miracle. It took Joseph close to 15 years or more for his dream to become a reality. And it took Moses 40 years to lead rebellious people to the promised land. You have to think of youth ministry in longer terms. You have to see students in a six-year character arc from scruffy middle schooler to too cool for school senior. On the other hand, you have to see yourself on a 20 to 30 year character arc, believing that your daily climb onto the anvil through prayer, study, humbly living your daily life as a human will result in a different person, a more Christ-like person in the end. Students must know that the process of faith is ongoing and never stops. Unlike a sword, there is no finished product. The grand reveal of the blacksmith's work will be showcased in eternity. And that's it for today's episode, guys. Thank you so much for being a part today. Thank you for your time and your attention. Uh, Be patient. Be patient with your students, but more so, be patient with yourself. You must be patient with yourself. You're not going to get it all. If you're brand new to youth work and being a youth pastor, you're not going to get it all. It's not going to happen in the first year or the second year or the third year or the 10th year. Or if you're like me, the 30th year or the 32nd year, I'm still discovering that my life on the anvil is hard, but I have to show up. I have to show up and get a look. It doesn't matter how long you go to the gym. The, the gym is still the gym. The weights, the running, the cardio, the exercises all that, not exciting, not not even fun. But what is fun is watching transformation over time. And that is my encouragement to you is to find joy, but not only in your students' transformation over time, but your transformation over time. 
Be kind to yourself. Be gentle with yourself. Stop calling yourself stupid. Stop calling yourself lazy. Stop calling yourself immature. And just get up on the anvil and let God do his work in you. And don't forget, youth workers, if nobody's told you lately that you're doing a good job, well, let me tell you, you're doing a great job and you're just going to get better. And I'll catch you guys in the next episode.